Recorded live at Toxin Tasting Studios, it's the Clerical Errors Podcast. The podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. Let's go. Welcome to the Talks and Tasting Studios. It is the Clerical Errors Podcast. I am Bullhagen. I'm Bullhagen. And I'm Bullhagen. Whoa. Bullhagen Inception. More than one Bullhagen, and also one of them is not the producer. It's true. So, um... Berg is on vacation, and I just got back from vacation. I've got a little time, and I don't want to miss a podcast, and I don't like just talking into a microphone for these things, so I needed someone to join me. To talk to, so you're just not lonely by yourself. Yes, I don't want to be lonely by myself. And so I have uh, uh, what we call, uh, we have two and four with us today. I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh... Two, say hi. Hi. You want me to use your name? Grace. Grace. Yes, yes, I'm okay. <laughs> and? Hey, I'm number four. And your name is? Jonah. All right. So, um, a couple of, because of, we don't have the regular crew, we're just having a little discussion. Mm-hmm. Because, um, as you know, uh, the show, one of the themes of the show is what's behind the? Collar. Collar. And a couple of the things that people seem to appreciate is... I saw that smile, Jonah. Nothing. All right. You good? Yeah, I'm good. All right. Yeah. I was just laughing at Grace. <laughs> so one one of the the things we do have been doing is we try to show what's behind the collar, what it's like, what pastors talk about, right? And uh, and some of the moments that people seem to appreciate is the one episode early on, which was helping pastors sleep, which are ways things you can do. Uh, in a congregation to help a pastor rest easy at night, and then another was how to help a pastor's wife sleep and so i thought i would bring today um uh at least a couple of reluctant are you reluctant a little bit uh, it's fine oh yeah i would feel the same we're not we're here we're, we're it's here. voluntary we weren't shoved into this room which is which is i probably the first thing we can talk about okay because i want to talk about the experience of being a pastor's kid because I have an experience as well, but mine is way longer okay. ago. And and you two are fairly recent. <laughs> it's true. I'm yet 22 years old. It's such a small bab. Right. And, uh, and Jonah? I'm, I'm, I'm 17. I'm still in high school. So, yeah. So so he is, you know, fairly, fairly new to all this. It took a little urging. I think we have to bribe you with Chinese food to come and do this. It w- that was a different discussion. It was a different conversation. I okay. I'll start off with a, just a, just a, probably not a simple question, but uh, what is it like being a pastor's child in this day and age? That's a very vague question. Vague question. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What are the good things about it? Uh, strong faith and stuff. Uh, when friends like that I have are troubled and have need help, then I have a good solid background of being able to like help them and give them counsel as okay. best as I can. It's given me a better opportunity to understand and empathize with people. That's huh. probably one of my top main ones, I guess. Okay. How about you, Joe? Um, is this, I'm guessing this is not something you've actually given a lot of thought. No, I don't. I don't know. It's kind of hard for me to tell because because I've it's been my whole life, so I don't know what it's like to not be a pastor's kid. You don't have anything. To I don't compare. have anything to base it off of. Okay, all right. But you would consider it to be have been 
a, a happy childhood. Yeah. You know, you know, not that there are ups and downs that every kid has, but I don't think uh, it's it's necessarily strange. So, so with that in mind, what are some of the? Is there anything funny that comes along with being a pastor's kid? Uh, yeah. When I was in middle school, on the way to private school, there was a kid who was surprised that I knew the songs on the radio because he just assumed that I only listened to Christian music. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which, you know, that's all I listen to, right? That's all he <laughs> oh, listens yeah, to. Totally. <laughs> like, so much Mercy Me, so much uh, uh, Toby Mac, so much of those all the time. He doesn't listen to any any 80s or 90s music which is your kind ever. of your jam you like the 80s you're like your dad right? yeah i do like them yeah i mean i like older music more than the modern like 2015 onwards but sure. yeah yeah how about you joe uh i don't know there's some fun kind of there's some stuff it's like uh i don't know the first thing that jumped to my mind was uh what was the class with walton grace uh uh, U.S. No, not U.S. Uh, world geology. World geography. Geography. Yeah. Geology. And in that class, whenever there was like anything, you know, it's it's a religion came up a few times in that class, and every time <laughs> that teacher knew the Bullhagen family and knew that we were all pastors' kids, so whenever there was something religious, anything, he would immediately ask for our opinion. Yeah, he would ask us about a lot of Christianity and theology in class. Um, yeah, so we get that too. Uh, I, uh, something that used to annoy me that doesn't as much anymore is when people apologize for swearing in front of us. <laughs> like yeah. you're the, like you're the swear police. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but like, just cause I, I don't know, I don't, but that doesn't mean that you have to apologize. Like if you're guilty, then like, that's kind of a you thing. Right. So, so there, there's always a little bit of a like an awkwardness, you would say, of people not sure, right? People expect us to be like, I don't know, basically, yeah, like the swear police, or like, don't say that in front of the pastor's kid, or like it might even like monitor like certain discussions that we have because they don't want us to disagree and like bring down holy judgment on them, but. Is, it, is that is that kind of one of the things you find the most annoying thing? Most annoying? Or, or is it kind of like... Uh, Probably. Do you, you find solace? Do you have like a camaraderie with other pastor kids? Not that you know that many. Yeah, I don't know that many. I mean, I we always got along pretty well with the Beisels. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I would say so. Like at least it's like a good first step in a relationship. Like, kind, kind of like you know that at least... There, that awkwardness won't be there. Right. Right. Which is kind of nice. Right. There's some relatability in there. Definitely. So one, one thing that I, I think has always been good, the fact that you went to a, a Lutheran school, which was not a part of the church where I'm a pastor, because uh, I thought it was, is it good for you to have experience with a pastor that's not your dad? Was that helpful for you? Pastor Lorenz was great, is great. He's still alive, probably. Yep, yep. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, hey, Pastor Lawrence, I love you, and please be having a great retirement. Um, but yeah, uh, we 
we had two catechism classes essentially because we had catechism at school for class and we also had catechism for church. Um, two, two very different styles, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, but Joe. It's, but it topped the same thing. Yeah. And <laughs> also two very different styles because I had Berg. Oh, yeah. After Lorenz retired. And it was, again, two different, very, sty- very different styles, but it was also, you know, the same thing. Um, and it was really funny because I'd never had to, like, I already knew most of the memory work for that kind of thing. Because, you know, when you have two confirmation classes at the same time, it's, yeah. So, so, so you, have, you have any dirt on Berg? I don't know about <laughs> dirt. I think we mostly just, like, it wasn't anything he did. It was all, like, us annoying him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't mean, and I didn't have Berg. I like. I mean, I've been to his house before, and that was yeah. like a nice time. Yeah. By the way, we have often said, Grace, I want you to say, who is your favorite person on the podcast? Because I don't think it's your brother, and I don't think it's your father. Probably Berg. You told me that it's not you or Peter. So which one am I supposed to be? Hannah. Oh. Duh, Hannah, hi. <laughs> I'm so sorry that they don't email you ever, but like, it seems that you hold your own. Actually, Hannah reminds me a lot of you because of your, your love for the language. It's true. I am an English major. I have graduated, so. Yeah. Um, anyways, we digress. Yeah. So is it, is one thing kind of awkward is having a uh, knowing kind of more about your pastor than the average person? (laughs) Does that make it weird sometimes? I mean, there's definitely a rift between, like, you as a, like, you're, you utilize a lot of your skills for both being a dad and a pastor, but, like, um, they're kind of two different modes and stuff uh, that I kind of see or, like, feel, because you're different at home than at church. Because I let my hair down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, like, just kind of the irony sometimes of like if you could only know what he's like at home sometimes because <laughs> um, people like tiptoe around you and they're like oh hi and then like they're like shuffling their kids out the door like please don't embarrass me and I'm like we've been way more embarrassing and like so for that's a, this is a good conversation because from what you know of your father as a pastor right is there any reason why someone should be nervous of what the pastor's going to think about certain things like when they come to talk to their pastor, absolutely not. Not really. No. Is there gonna? Is there anything from what you know from your father? Is there, is there anything that's gonna shock me? Nothing will no. shock you. Right. There's nothing you haven't seen. Right. So, there you go. Um, and uh, what would your advice be? Because, because a lot of people they don't actually hear an honest opinion about what it's like to be a pastor's kid. And there are a lot of people who have are have a pastor with a, a family and uh, they want to make sure that uh, things go smoothly for the pastor's kids, you know? So from your own experience, what are some things that can be done, uh, do you think, that are helpful for you in, in, in being in a unique position as a pastor's kid? Uh. First of all, don't expect everyone to for you to know everyone's name. Oh my yeah. gosh, I'm so bad at names. I, I'm really bad at names. I'm really bad. Like, I'm so sorry for like how bad I am at names. Cause like, 
my parents will be talking about people that like I've known my entire life, and I'm just like I cannot picture, and it, I feel really bad, really bad about it. Um, but I would say more be yourself, I guess. Don't okay. try to like hide behind this. Like, and, and let you be you. Yeah, don't hide this behind this like holier than our thou or just cut that out. But like, don't uh, don't have this persona of like trying to seem as if you're better like then i don't know like you, you, you want to be you, on your best behavior you but want like, you want people to be able to be real around you. yeah don't tiptoe around yeah we're we're people too we're sinners too you know we're yeah yeah we weren't made to be the christian police on your behavior like i don't when at least ask me when's the last time that i've like narked Harped, harped on someone about their behavior, and I don't like. <laughs> right, because that's a, the last. Because I think one thing I've, I've mentioned about being a pastor's wife, which also goes with being a pastor's kid, is the most important part is you're my child. <laughs> yeah. Right. The pastor part really has nothing to do actually with you, in a sense that that. Uh, um, you didn't sign up for being a pastor. You are. You're placed in that position, but you never signed up for it. Right. Right. It's not a life decision you made. Right. Um, um, so, um, Grace, particularly, do you remember living in a parsonage a little bit? Uh, not really. I have kind of vague memories, but not really. And, like... It, like, it wouldn't be any different than a normal house. I was three, four, so mm -hmm. not really. I remember going over sometimes to the church with red carpet, so. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, no, I don't really, like, I'm, I guess living in a parsonage isn't, like, I don't know, it's just a house that's close to a church. Right, right. Well, I'm just wondering if you remember, because sometimes it might be might be an interesting situation when you live so close like you kind of feel like everyone's that's true knows your house even but but i was four so right I yeah. yeah and jonah wasn't born yet i wasn't born yet yeah <laughs> so um so well, what do you have any favorite memories so i guess we never I can, let, me, let me get back to this once we never really talked about this aspect of it a little bit more i want to delve into it so you said grace um just treat the pastor's children just like they're normal kids normal kids yeah and and uh do you find find do you find extra extra pressure to behave or do you feel like you know what i'm saying yeah a little yeah a little uh but but not in a bad way like it's like uh i think that a lot of that um and i don't know if you would want to include this but like with mom's like pressure as well of being a pastor's wife she wants to like make sure that we as your family behave and look uh um like be presentable and stuff because of like because uh, what we do can reflect back on you. Yeah, like uh, like the Bible verse, like uh, if a pastor like can't manage, manage his own family, then how could he manage the congregation? 
Right. Um, so uh, we, I guess that is a, like a pressure, I guess. Um, but like, uh, I, I know it is like, there's pressure that if you guys kind of mess this thing up, like your gravy train is gone, man. <laughs> Our gravy train is gone. What is, <laughs> what is this old terminology that you are? I mean, like, if you mess this up, man, I don't have a paycheck, and then you don't. That's true. It's yeah. If we misbehave one time, that means I don't get to go to McDonald's anymore. <laughs> That's sad. Yeah, like Tragic. I, I am in charge of whether or not my father has a job. <laughs> well, That's a lot old. of pressure. <laughs> Um, and, uh, how important is it that now I want to go to the other side? Okay. Okay. We have talked about, um, from a, a child's per- pastor's child perspective from the congregation. The other thing I want to say is ask is this, uh, how about from the other side, how can a pastor make it easier on his children? And, and I don't mind if you can be, if you're a little critical with me, that's fine. You know, um, maybe it might be nice if you start off with the, the good things, you know. I mean, I don't, you do a pretty good job. I'm not going to lie. Like, uh, you have a lot of, like, you're pretty understanding if we're, like, stressed out or anxious about something. And you don't, like, force us to do things. Even if you highly encourage it, like me doing this podcast right now. Uh, but, uh like i know like one specific thing is that i get a lot of social anxiety and like uh so it's terrifying for me to think about singing in the choir up front in front of people um Mm -hmm. but you never like force me to do that or like uh because uh it's highly like recommended by a few people that i should be in the choir because i can sing well Mm -hmm. um but you never really forced me to do that, and I really appreciate that. that Which is don't. interesting, is when you're a little girl, you love to sing in front of people. It's true. So, but which is fine, you know. Yeah, but uh, I, but I, I've, I've always tried to be sensitive to the fact that, you know, I don't want to, I don't want um, for there to be kind of uh, what word am I thinking of? Um, resentment towards being made to do things just because you're a pastor's kid. I mean, obviously, certain things you have to do, like, you know, go to church. Right. There's also the subject of Easter vigils. Okay. <laughs> okay. I like this discussion. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Because, like, that's one of the first things that came to my mind, actually, was I remember one time specifically, uh, you had people who were going to help that didn't end up showing up. And so you needed more people. And so the first thing you did is you called me in to help, even though I was older than the, you know because because it's it's part of those it's, the confirmation, confirmation age kids do it and then yeah right like, uh there was at one point yeah like where you had you had people lined up and they didn't show and so you had to call me in pretty last minute to just help because you needed me to have the service you know actually function right uh yeah i think all of us have had to like come in and do the service when uh we had a lack of people in general right because I remember that I sang The Light of Christ for more than, like, for probably two years after confirmation. <laughs> um, and also, besides Easter Vigil, acolyting, you know, if... Well, that doesn't happen to you, though. Not, not anymore, 
but it used to happen more often where like the acolyte doesn't show oh can you go acolyte because we don't have anyone else to do it right um i mean i yeah but just doing like things that like need to be done that there really isn't anyone else you know you kind of how i kind of viewed some of that stuff is kind of like this like if i were a farmer right you know you'd have there are certain times where you'd you'd have to pitch in right Mm -hmm. you know if there are various callings that whatever i might do uh if if i wasn't a pastor there are times you just kind of have to fill in yep and like at least for easter vigil we got pizza out of it so yeah (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't all bad yeah. It was just a lot of standing because we had to stand and hold candles for. Like at that point, it was still a really long service. When I was well, younger, well, it's still long. It's still long, but it it's was longer than it what it was now. I've kind so, of trimmed the readings down. Yeah, a little bit. so it was like two, at least two hours of standing and candle holding, um, and it hurt my feet. But <laughs> none of us ever passed out. I don't think. Nope, none of us passed out. So not so to I, say we never. None of us ever came close. So how about how about this? Um, can you think of times where maybe I took my work home with me, or maybe I'm kind of absent-minded because my mind's on church stuff? Or, or does how how do you? Uh, this is just me out of curiosity. Okay, mm. like if my is there times where you like uh, you know like my mind's on because I try not to take a lot of work home, but there's times where you can kind of know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you usually like try to keep that like if you do bring it home that's usually just a conversation with mom in your room and you kind of keep it out of the house as much so you kind of so, so that, that, more or less seclude yourself in in your room so that you don't like get like but that's it's harder for you because you do, technically don't have a home office um right but but I, I would say so one thing you might find helpful is the fact that when it came to church stuff and church business I tried to always make sure I just kind of keep you out of that. Let church be church for you. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, like we can tell, but like uh, it wouldn't be different than like someone else's dad stressed about like numbers meeting about like <laughs> for like an accountant father and worried about mm-hmm. getting stuff done. Um, but yeah. And how, how important is then the time issue? You know, at this point, it doesn't matter so much how much I'm home. Right. Right. Especially for Grace, maybe more for Jonah, you know, Mm -hmm. because we make sure we clang and bang. Mm -hmm. At the weights. By the way, uh, for our listeners, Jonah's going to be humbling me here pretty soon. We're a little bit, he's been with me for about a year now. And uh, yeah, he's young and I'm old and it's starting to show. Yep. (laughs) So, um, so uh, anything else that you might bring up as uh, in this conversation about uh, what pastors can do for their own families that would make the transition easier? How about, how about this? How, how important is authenticity? Meaning if I were preaching something and then you say I'm different at home, how important is it to, to kind of be real at church and at home if that makes sense? So, like, including, like, home stories and sermons and stuff? Well, that's one thing. I've, I've never really included yeah. you. Yeah. For don't do that, right? Yeah, <laughs> please. Unless, like, you get consent, and even then, there's a lot of, like, No, no, that's the thing. Simply getting consent, hey, can I use this as an example, puts you 
in a position of pressure. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, because that's that's demonstrating a part of your life that it's kind of like if someone wrote a book about you and then like didn't ask you first and then published it. So people know like this intimate moment that you had in your life that uh that Right. And if you if you ask for consent, then it's like oh, I have this book written about you. Can I release it? Almost. Yeah, it's just not a there's a one thing I'll say is is a one one pitfall that pastors, we pastors sometimes fall into is a tendency to think that our life is way more fascinating that people want to hear it. And <laughs> wow. I mean, they do get to hear a lot of stories and stuff because they're they have a lot of like investment in a lot of people's lives. So I have one more one more thing that I think is kind of funny about pastors' kids. Okay. You could you can tell me if I'm wrong or not. Mm-hmm. So because like I'll come home and I'll ask, well, how was the sermon? Did you understand it? How was it? Do you find yourselves when you are in other places being a little more critical of pastors? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Don't want to name names, but there was one sermon when I went, uh, I can't vacation. even name the city. Yeah, on vacation. But like, uh, I, it put me in a really bad mood, actually, for a while yeah. because of how bad it was. Um, because because it wasn't... theology was not great. Like, it was basically like, I remember one point of it was to stay away from television because it's not helping you prepare for the end well, times. It, it, it was it was a lack of a gospel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I yeah, like, uh, sorry, not sorry, vicar, but for all vicars, we're pretty qu- critical of all of their sermons as well. <laughs> yeah, that didn't like those. It's be true. The case because because like Jonah, you have you don't know what it's like to not be a vicar. True story. Your brother, uh, number three, uh, when he was maybe f- four or five and you were like one you would do the the little kid set up for church uh i know what you're talking about yeah and and he was a pastor and then he made you be the vicar and so and so <laughs> you had to just like stand quietly wherever he was and look serious ah <laughs> uh, yeah i mean i remember a time when there wasn't a vicar okay but yeah, I guess that's been been a fun experience, giving you an interesting look at the pastoral life because you've gotten to know so many vicars who have become mm-hmm. pastors. It's I'm sure it's something where you've, and you can talk about this a little bit too, how you have appreciated the journey that these families go through. Yeah, I mean, because you've you've actually the two of you, especially you, Grace. I know you've grown close to a lot of the vicar families. Yeah, um, part of it, like especially because they're moving around. Um, a lot and going to be placed at some point that um, like we're relatively lucky I guess in the fact that we've stayed here for so long mm-hmm. and could make uh, like good roots and stuff um, and like not shift all around and have to get used to new people um, but uh, I, I I can like tell how like how moving and like being farther away from family and um, that kind of thing has an impact on at least Vickers families, because like um, just a lot of a lot of the conversations that I hear about, that Vicker families have is about like 
uh, surrounding their families and stuff and how they're, they're going to try to go visit them or how they're visiting around and making sure that they're staying connected because it's it can get hard because distance always is hard yeah um but do, do have you i guess one well, we need probably wrap this up soon yeah sorry you, you it's do pretty this long. long but uh do you do you find this uh in a way to be rewarding to be a part of a pastor and his family in the sense that um you see the the good that it does that you and you or, or am I just saying way overthinking it? It does. Some, again, like I get to, I have a lot more insight in a lot of problems that my friends have. So I think it does do good. Because mm-hmm. um, I have a, I have a wealth, I guess, of experience in kind of counsel because my dad's been doing it his whole life. Well, not his whole life, but for his job. Um, it, not like I'm being a pastor or anything. No, but, but like. Because, because uh, as a pastor, I deal with you in a pastoral way. I guess. I mean, you can. Uh, yeah, you deal with some conflicts. That, that, yeah, <laughs> I just want to make sure people don't think that like, like I I talk about what I talk with people or. Oh, oh no, no no no! You don't talk about no. You you keep right. that again again. Like if he's stressed about church stuff, he's in his room. And thinking about it, he is not sharing. He's not sharing anything. Right, but but my point is because you just the whole. That's why I'm trying to figure out where like like you helping oh, your friends. Oh, sorry. Yes. Uh, so if you want to cut that out, that's fine. No, but, uh, no whatever. Uh, yeah, just how like you see me deal with people and talk right. with people and our like even, even when I was details we see you help people and like yeah because even like because I've been to like uh breakfast prayer stuff at seven stars yeah Yeah, prayer and breakfast at seven stars and i've been to nursing homes with you and like especially when i was younger i still kind of remember that when you would make visits to uh hospitals and things Mm -hmm. um and jonah even had like a few people that at the nursing home that were he was friends with like i think there was an older lady who gave him like a stuffed dog uh yeah uh so but like there, there have been more social events that I've been to, right. like weddings or nursing homes or funerals or, yeah. So, like, Definitely. I've seen him in action without having, <laughs> like, without, like, I haven't gotten You've gotten personally. to observe. Yes. Observe. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully, uh, has this been interesting for you? Hopefully it's usable because I feel like I ramble a lot. <laughs> Rambling is good for podcasts. Okay, Sure. <laughs> I was a little apprehensive about it, but it's and, and gone to our, fine. And to our listeners, um, if you are in need of someone with an English major... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm not going to plug myself. <laughs> I'm working on it. I got... I've just recently graduated. I... <laughs> Where can they at you? <laughs> I'm not really on social media. If you want to email the Clerical Heirs podcast, I'm sure that message will get to me somehow. All right. <laughs> I'm not. Did desperate. I make it awkward? <laughs> I'm not desperate though. I, I'm. I can. Yeah. If you want to offer, sure. Whatever. <laughs> All right. And anything? Any last words of wisdom, Joe? Uh, I'm. I think I'm good. The Lord be with you always. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Grace. Maybe this podcast you'll actually listen to. This one. Maybe. <laughs> 
Yeah, because you were talking about the ones that you're like, uh, how past your sleep at night and how past your wife sleep at night. And like, I have totally seen those episodes. Right. You were in the car when I was listening to the one where with Hannah. That's I true. I do know about Hannah. Hannah seems like a really awesome person and that you should appreciate her more. <laughs> yeah, you get mad at me. A little bit, but that was before funny. I knew more about her. She's, like, awesome. She's, yeah. All right. Well, that concludes our podcast today. Thank you for listening. Uh, I am Bullhagen. I'm Bullhagen. And I'm Bullhagen. Signing and off. Signing off. Sorry. Go All ahead. Right. Do your do your <laughs> sorry. Alright. No, do it again. Do it again. Sorry. I'm Bullhagen. I'm Bullhagen. And I'm Bullhagen. And uh, may your your children be children. Alright. <laughs> Unless they're not. Thank you for joining us. This podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Questions, thoughts, concerns? Find us on Facebook or Twitter, or email us at clericalheirspodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy the show, please support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash clericalheirspodcast. This podcast will always be ad-free. Any money we receive is invested back into the podcast and the surplus donated to the Lutheran Heritage Foundation. You can also find links to things we talked about on our Patreon, Facebook, or Twitter. Thanks for listening to Clerical Heirs.